everyone, and welcome to the CG Mag Podcast Pixels and Ink, the special E3 edition. We are at day, what, three? Uh, yeah, it's technically day two, but... Day two, feels like. It's weird because they started with day zero. I think that's what it is. Yeah, that's... Well, I mean, everyone was saying day zero. It's really more like day negative two. Yeah. Yeah. But then then day zero would be day one, so we do. Who knows? <laughs> Math is hard. I don't know. It's, yeah. But, uh, yeah, we're here day two. Um, you, know what, you know what it is? I think I figured it out because it's the third podcast. Maybe. Yeah. And every time while we start one of these bad boys, I say uh, we're going to try to not go so long, and then we end up going longer than anticipated. Oh, so yeah. screw it. We're going to just figure out where we land. Just go from there. Uh, as always, I am your host, Cody Orm, and uh, next to me is uh, Jed Whitaker. Oh, hello, it's me. And um, that's that's it this time. That's it's it. Man, show. Everyone else is out drinking booze, uh, colluding, and uh, having a having a gale time like the Flintstones. Yeah. I want to stand to write and uh, have not finished a single thing. Yeah, so. we we had a what was it? Fat burger. Fat burger that we got delivered, oh, which God. took like an hour and a half. And uh, as soon as I got done eating, I just like hit the wall of I need to sleep. Yeah, but we have to record this, so here I am. Oh, <laughs> uh, that, that like yeah, it, that that was a very don't Dented. ever get fat burger. It's gross. <laughs> but they have good mac and cheese bites. So yeah, I didn't know that was a thing. Is that oh. like a normal like thing? That's like becoming culture? a that's becoming a thing. Okay. That or I, I seem to seek it out. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. How to win Jed Whitaker's heart? Mac and cheese bites. And mac and cheese, cheese bites. <laughs> grilled cheese. Cheese curds. Cheese sticks. You got cheese? I got time for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, aside from that. Dank cheese. Uh, did you play anything good this this day today? No. Um, <laughs> actually, I, I'm I'm trying to remember what all I played. And I, there was nothing that really blew me away. Um, I mean, I guess the best stuff I played was probably at the Oculus booth, all the Oculus exclusives, which two of them are by Insomniac Games, which they just released Edge of uh, Edge of Nowhere. Which only lasted about three hours for I think forty dollars, which is insane. Jesus. Uh, and also didn't require VR. One of their games they showed was Primal, Primal Effect, Primal. I forget the name of it because I have it wrote down somewhere. Primal but Rage. it's basically a beat 'em up game where you're kind of looking down and it's a static camera. I mean, you can look left and right and stuff, but the camera doesn't move as your character moves. And it's just kind of a beat em up where you play as a tribal character who you can pick a male or a female, and they both look pretty white, only you're <laughs> in the jungle. You turn into a jungle cat at some points. There's like a voodoo priest that is leading you as like your god, yet you're white. So I asked the insomniac guys about it, and I don't, I have the response written down somewhere, but they basically were like, yeah, we don't care. I was like, don't, aren't you worried there's going to be like a controversy or pushback on this? And they're like, yeah, not really. We don't care. And I was just like, oh, okay. All right. But uh, that was the game was good. I liked it otherwise. 
And then their other game, you play as two dueling magicians. It's a multiplayer game, and you stand across from each other, and you can teleport to little podiums, and you can cast spells at each other and throw fireballs with your hands. Uh, that game used the Oculus Touch controllers, which I love. They're like so comfortable, and they don't look like they would be. They look like they were. They're like they really like weird Wii remote looking. Things yeah, they look them. like messed up Wii remote controllers, but they're really comfortable and they just feel very natural. And they're very light. And then I also played the the climb, which has been out, which is by uh, Crytek, but I played it with Touch, and I did not like the game before I played it with Touch. Like when I played at home on my Oculus, I just hated it. It's like there's no immersion when you're like pressing on sticks to move virtual hands, but when you're actually like reaching up in the air and climbing it's just so much fun and by the time i finished one level i was like yeah i could do one level of this a day (laughs) because i was so tired what about you that was my oculus booth experience i had a a pretty busy day i didn't didn't play a lot i saw a lot um i did play two games and we'll talk about both of them but I'll i'll talk about everything i saw so my day started off with 2k got to see some mafia 3 action I was a little bit upset that they didn't actually have like a play spot set up for it. It was um, they everyone was just kind of like brought into this theater and they talked about it, and I was really pissed because I forgot my notepad here, and um, I, I don't really like having a physical copy of all my notes, so I don't like text on my phone or anything. Anyway, but I, I was going to just use my notepad on my phone. And as soon as the thing started, please put your phones away. We don't want any recordings of this. So uh, I couldn't take any notes. Um, and then when I left, I tried to take some notes, and they got deleted off my phone. Nice. So uh, I was winning. But from uh, from what I saw, a lot of it reminds me of uh, The Godfather Part Two, the game, uh, which was not well received. <laughs> but I liked it. Uh, you can... Um, it's a little more in depth because I mean that game came out like almost ten years ago now. Right. But uh, it uh, essentially uh, what they were showing off was you can actually uh, cut off supplies from your enemies essentially. So from other gangs, you can uh, like go to a brothel and take it over. Oh, uh, you can you uh, can drink their milkshakes. Kill yeah, kill a pimp for someone else, and it'll like affect their business. Like you want to like. It's all about taking money away from Whitey, right? So, <laughs> my uh, my grandpa's middle name was Killapimp. <laughs> <laughs> he was in the pimp killing business. <laughs> um, and that was kind of cool. Uh, what I really liked though was uh, there's a bit of a it's a cool mechanic where uh, you're you divvy up the different sections of the city that you've won over and uh, you you disperse it amongst your three underbosses. So you've got uh, like this loud Irish guy, um, this uh, African-American descent uh, woman who uh, I, I guess she was the head of another gang before for a while. And then you also have um, Vito Scaletta, who was the main character of Mafia 2, which is kind of cool. And uh, yeah, you each character can offer different things for that area. 
and it's up to you to decide who can offer the best thing so it can make it run most efficient. Uh, and they were uh, they, the, they purposefully for, for the demo they, uh, they kept one person like they didn't give him stuff for a while so he was getting pissed and then he didn't get this one either and he like he's like the next time we talk you, you, I'm shooting you something like that um, so you can actually just repercussions for your actions there uh, I thought that was kind of cool and then the demo kind of stopped and we just got like a trailer but uh i'm really excited for mafia 3 mafia 2 is one of my favorite games from last generation was there is there like celebrities voicing the mob bosses or something because no. i really i really want the black lady to just be whoopi goldberg <laughs> no uh, as far as i know i don't think there is i mean it would be cool to have like ray liotta playing Vito scaletta or something It'd be like tommy Versetti and uh because the the lead character is voiced by an ex-ufc fighter or current ufc fighter really or Maybe he did the body capture for it. I know it's one of those. <laughs> so there you go. He has a loose affiliation with UFC. Yeah, <laughs> I just I just remember seeing that because I, it's like the the main character is black, right? Yeah. Okay, so then for sure the UFC fighter is white. He did the body capture for the character. Okay. And somebody else voiced the character, which I never I guess I never really thought about that in a lot of games until it came up here. Like that, not necessarily the motion capture is not going to match the voice capture or the person doing the voices. So. Yeah, but yeah. I guess they need like a big burly dude to do it. So exactly, why not? Uh, no, it looks fun. I, I'm excited. Got to see a little bit of New Bordeaux, some of the driving, all that jazz. It's, it's a really uh, gory game. Got to see an old white dude get set on fire, so that was fun. Is that fun? <laughs> uh, Speaking of old white dudes. <laughs> See that segue? I uh, got to see Telltale's Batman. Oh yeah, which I I was uh, you know I don't care about Batman so much. Like I like Batman, but I don't like. I wouldn't say I'm a Batman fan. Like you don't you, you don't have I'm not like some kind of connection with someone who goes out at night and beats up people with obvious mental illness. I mean I do, but <laughs> not Batman necessarily. But it, uh, we, we just got to see the first 30 minutes of the game like played live in front of us and it looks great everything about it is great except for one like nitpick which would get annoying quickly I think is when Batman is Batman in the bat suit I guess like lore wise Batman actually uses some kind of like voice modulators and whatnot. So his voice sounds weird, which oh, like the like how they did in the movies with um, Ben Affleck. I I haven't seen that movie, so I'm wondering if that's where they're basing this voice on. But his voice sounds very not cool or scary, or it's kind of monotonic in the uh, when he's in the bat suit. But then when he's Bruce Wayne, it sounds pretty pretty good and pretty like uh, good voice acting. But I just the Batman voice, I it really turned me off. Um, but otherwise, I mean, it looks really interesting, and they pitched it as it's going to be equal parts Batman and Bruce Wayne. So you're going to be doing a lot of stuff as Bruce Wayne, like schmoozing and stuff. Like yeah, that. and the first part of the demo was Batman going to stop these villains from raiding. I think it was Harvey Dent's tower, and then he gets to the top of the tower, and oh look, it's Catwoman stealing a hard drive from Harvey Dent. And then the commissioner and cops show up, and yada, 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 Catwoman gets away, and before she gets away, she scratches 
Batman's face. And then it cuts to like Bruce Wayne getting dressed with like scars and stuff on him or like cuts and he's got the cuts on his face and he ends up walking out into the Wayne Manor and it's a fundraiser and Harvey Dent's there. And then you play as Bruce Wayne and you have to go around and talk to people and there's like a reporter shows up and they're like, this is, an, this is a closed event, no press. And they're like, you're not allowed to report anything you see here. You have like a little conversation because you know it's a telltale game so there's lots of little conversations and then like a mob boss shows up and alfred's like you might want to go greet this guest mr wayne or this you know so he goes and greets him and it's like a really tense moment because the the mob boss guy like reaches out his hand to shake your hand after he says some like slimy stuff and you can decide whether or not you're going to shake his hand and when that moment happens it quickly cuts to the uh or like before you decide it quickly cuts to that uh journalist that's there and they're like staring at you like what are you gonna do so you know that that's like an intense moment and uh in our demo he didn't shake his hand and they go into a room together and it's like this real tense standoff and he like brings up his parents and stuff and bruce wayne just gets livid um and it, it, it ends shortly after that. And it, I like that they're doing a lot of the Bruce Wayne stuff. Because I feel like we don't see enough Bruce Wayne. Uh, maybe in the old school cartoon you saw a lot of him. But since then, all the movies and stuff, there's not enough Bruce Wayne. Yeah, well, I think the idea is that um, Bruce Wayne is really the mask. And Batman is the real person. Kind of. And I they, they said that... Somebody asked, like... If you're playing as Batman, does it like affect Bruce Wayne's like when it cuts to Bruce Wayne's side, does it affect him a lot, the choices you make and stuff? And like how does that separate and their like the character or whatnot? And they're like, Well you can view them as two characters, but really you're always Batman, regardless of if you have on the mask and they just yeah. kinda of like hinting around about it. And they said there's gonna be five episodes all this year. And apparently there's going to be even more villains. And I think either the... the I think it was the Riddler, possibly, makes a super brief cameo during that uh, fundraiser. Like, oh, you just yeah. see... You see a skinny man kind of leaning over a table, and you see Bruce, like, m clearly notice him with, like, his eyes and body language, but then it just goes on with the scene, so... Uh, well, I'm excited I don't think I've ever seen a Batman like point and click adventure, so I mean it's not necessarily point and click, but pretty close. It's point and click. No. <laughs> there was there was like combat and stuff, but it was done through quick time kind of events. Which it didn't look bad. It, it didn't look point and great quick time. Yeah. <laughs> point and quick time. The hot new telltale thing. Yeah. I don't know, it's kinda cool. I'm I'm, I'm <clears throat> interested to see it. I wanna like wait until other people play it first to make on it. I'm sure that I'll get shot a copy as soon as it comes out. Telltale, for some reason, they're like, hey, would you like our entire library of games on every console that are, and everything that's been released Did on? you give them a good review once or something? No, I just I just think that they like me or something. I don't know. They just hand out codes like they're free candy. So <laughs> They're raking in that sweet, sweet walking dead money. So. Yeah, they, they alluded that there's some kind of new mechanic in this game, which is also going to be the new Walking Dead, but they wouldn't tell us what it was. And they also said that there's a Batman, like, detective thing that you do that's new to the, the kind of the Telltale formula. So it's interesting. They definitely need to, you know, change things up because their last, like, 
umpteen games have all been very similar. I mean, they're still good, but... Yeah. Well, I mean... They're, they're, they are what they are. Um, I'm trying to think of... Was that it for you today? Uh, I saw a couple of games at... I think it was UNI Entertainment. Okay. Which, they're not really a company that I knew what they made before I got there, really. But um, they had the new Carmageddon that comes out next month. And they had uh, Worms WMD, which comes out next year sometime. I'm excited for that. Don't I really be, like Worms. Don't be? Why? I, I mean, I haven't played a ton of Worms, but it just felt like... Well, it's still really early, so I can't be too harsh. But like the framework was kind of bad, which is kind of weird because it's still just a 2D Worms game. Like, you shouldn't have that kind of yeah, problem. Yeah, it's like an early alpha. And... Um, the, there's like double jumping and jumping in it now. I mean, there's always been jumping, but there's right or mostly. Kind of, yeah. But no, not so much jumping. I believe it's like grappling hooks and stuff yeah, to get up to ledges. Yeah, there's still grappling hooks and a lot of the same old weapons. Obviously, there's like new weapons. There's in you can go into buildings where it just does like kind of a like a shadow of like the inside of the building. Then once you go in and you can see and like jump through the buildings and stuff. And there's vehicles, so there's a tank and there's a Gatling gun helicopter, which they didn't have that to show, they just showed me the tank, which, I mean, I guess it's cool and everything, but I was mostly having trouble with the controls. One point I just shot myself in the foot because I pressed the like wrong button, even though I wasn't really like aiming. And I felt like, uh, I felt like the hit detection was kind of strange in general, especially for like the double jump, and instead of... Working like a normal double jump, like you would think, you press jump and then you press jump again. You are, they were like, no, we purposely made it this way, so you have to hold the jump button, and then that gives you the double jump. But it it was not very intuitive. It it, it, okay. it kind of felt very forced all around. I I want it to be good, but it just I don't know. It feels like there needs a little more time to bake and refine. And then, then Carmageddon gave me flashbacks of some like Twisted Metal and some of those games that I grew up like loving, and that other one that was like Twisted Metal, but I can't remember what it was called. You could play as a, or you could drive a hot dog truck, like the Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile. I have no idea I think what it was, you're talking about. Yeah, he couldn't remember what it was <laughs> called either. I think it was like Road Trip or something. That sounds right, because like Road Trip. Rogue trip, okay. But uh, it but it's like it, but it also saw had frame rate issues, and it comes out next month. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. And they were like, "Yeah, we tried to have a story mode, but then we were like, the story sucks, so we just canned it." And as soon as you start it, it starts out like it's gonna be a race, and I'm like, "So what do I do here? Like, what's my goal?" And he's like, well, there's no real goal. You just kind of do what you want. And he's like, you can win by killing all the other cars, by wrecking into them or using little weapons you find. Or you can win the race. And you have a timer at the top of the screen that's only like two and a half minutes. But you can get more time by like going over ramps or running over civilians. 
or cows or bears or dogs, all of which are things that I ran over because I guess it's edgy to run over dogs or something. Because, I mean, Carmageddon was controversial when it first came out. Now I feel like they're just purposefully trying to be controversial and it just comes off as cringy. Yeah. Versus I feel like the original game was just they made the game they wanted to make and they didn't think, oh, we're going to really be controversial with this. But maybe that's the case. I don't... I didn't really play the original when it came out, so it seems pretty mild these days. Um, but yeah, it, it doesn't have like, I mean, there's like different vehicles and stuff you can do, but the biggest thing was, I didn't know what I was supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And he kept making a point of saying, the guy that was showing the game was just like, well, you're playing the way you want to play, and that's how you're supposed to play. And it's just like... What is this? It's like a sandbox where I drive around, but there's like I guess other levels and things to do. You just if you don't give me a goal, I'm just gonna get bored and just give up. Yes. So, I mean that could have been more like the PR person wasn't giving me a good enough idea of like things to do or whatnot. But I really was just like driving around, boosting, running over people, dogs, an alien, <laughs> an alien at one point. There was a giant crashed UFO. I like this. Because there's like hidden things you can find all over, but there's a giant crashed UFO and you could drive up it and launch off the side because it was crashed at like an angle into the ground. I like stupid things like that, but it just felt like it was, it didn't know what, what I didn't know what to do. It didn't know what to do and it, there was laggy frame rates, so no Magusta. <laughs> well, I had a really good time with a certain game today. Yeah, was was it uh, Tekken 7? No, it was not. I've been looking forward to this. I think I had this booked probably about two months ago. <laughs> and for two months, I've been waiting for this day. I finally got my hands on Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. And wow. Don't you mean Sonic Boom Fire and Ice? <laughs> Sonic Boom, Sonic Boom, Sonic Boom. No. <laughs> uh, so Zelda, how was it? Okay. It's not what you expect from Zelda. And in some ways, I like that and appreciate it. And in many ways, it bothers me a lot. Um, you... you don't fuck. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me, sorry. Fapaboo's like coming back up on me. <laughs> oh, yeah, I get to taste it twice. <laughs> uh, Which is unfortunate because it wasn't very good the first time. <laughs> it was okay. Yeah, so um, it was uh, a heart. Hearts are gone. Like, your health bar is still hearts, but, like, hearts are gone. Uh, you don't just cut grass to find rupees. Uh, it's not about, like, breaking pots and stuff. And that kind of bothers me uh, deep down inside. And uh, it feels like... It doesn't feel like a Legend of Zelda game in many ways. In a, in a lot of ways, it feels like it was a different title with a Zelda skin on it. Um, the map is huge. Uh, I counted... 
probably over five different um, spaces, like areas, and I wasn't sure if those were provinces or if those were just uh, different terrains. Different fast food restaurants. <laughs> well, because I, I recently reviewed, not recently, I guess it came out a while now, but uh, Twilight Princess, and like that was a big map, um, and it had three provinces. Uh, so I'm not sure. Uh, where we were, where you start off and where I played was called the Hyrule Plateau. Uh, what that means, what the significance is, significance is I don't know. Um, weapons have um, a... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Damage. They, they break over time? Yes. They, they, they have a durability... Did you always have your main sword, though, or no? No, I actually, uh, my sword broke partway through when I was playing. Like, so you don't have, like, the Sword of Time or whatever? The Master Sword? No. Uh, at that point, I didn't. Uh, I should now, commit seppuku for not knowing this is a Master Sword. <laughs> I'm, like, such a big Zelda fan. I'm just tired. <laughs> Leave me alone. So I, um... I, that, that was actually something I talked to them about because they were saying all of the, the rep said all your weapons are um, can get damaged. And I was like, well, what happens when I get the Master Sword? And she's like, we can't talk about it. Does the game become fun then? Because you know what's not fun? Running around without a weapon. How do you, like, what do you do then? You just have no weapons? You pick shit up along the way. Um, you just pick up pots and throw them no, at you, enemies? You can, you have, well, you have, you have your arrows uh, and your shield and um, moblins carry weapons that you can pick up and take with you. It's all uh, it's all about being resourceful, I guess. Um, headshots actually mean something <coughs> now. So if you hit an enemy in the head with your sword or an arrow, they go down instantly. Um, that kind of stuff was it was interesting. It just didn't feel like Legend of Zelda, and. Um, did it, did it have, like, some Dark Souls feel? Because that's kind of what the trailer made me think, but... A little bit. I, it reminded me a lot of The Witcher. Um, just in terms of the size. Uh, there's some... And a little, maybe, maybe even a little bit of Monster Hunter. Um, the, uh... Like, you, you, you have to cook food to get hearts. To get lives, sorry. Um, you actually hunt for, for meat. Uh, you, you can cut down trees for wood. It's really weird. I feel like I feel like a lot of games recently have gotten to the point where like AAA games, especially, have just ran out of ideas, and they're just starting to look at other games that are successful and saying, "Let's just pull things from those instead of innovative." When innovative, when we used to be the innovators back in the day. Yeah, it's weird. It's definitely strange. Um, you can climb on anything. Like, I was, uh, not like, on anything. Well, I did, yeah, I saw in the trailer, too, that there was, like, scaling or climbing, sort of like Tomb Raider at one point. Yeah. Which, uh, after playing Edge of Nowhere, the Oculus Insomniac game, which is, like, 90% climbing, I thought, I don't want to play this. It's, it's the least fun mechanic you can have in a game. What was cool was I, uh, I looked out on the horizon, and I was like, I'm going to go over there and I'm going to climb this. I'm going to see what's up there, and I could do that. Um, now I, it was a controlled demo, so there was there after a certain point I could go past that, um, but I could see in the distance 
um, Hyrule Castle. I saw uh, Death Mountain. Um, it was really surreal to see it in that scale. Now, let's get to the story. Oh, this is where yeah. I, you're going to hear my fan theory contraptions. Um, it's a sequel to The Big Lebowski. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. Well, okay, so, uh, essentially, I can't remember the exact name they gave him, so I'm going to call him Slimer Ganon, because he looked like a big old Slimer going around and... Played by Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was, uh, so Ganon is back. In black. I, I, no one knows how, he just, like broke whatever seal he was under and it, he started it looks like he's dancing around in front of Hyrule Kingdom <laughs> he's just like circling it and like trying to eat the castle He's he looked kind of doofy but he was really badass um, and uh, the game starts as you hear Link wake up and Link wakes up and he's like shirtless and he's like in his like boxer briefs <laughs> and uh you uh you get out and you're in this like pool of water and you get up and you get out of the water and you're in um i don't know the exact name anymore because my like the time from playing it to right. now is like so great but it was something along the lines of the uh the temple of resurrection or something like that so my initial thing that i was talking to rep about was why is it called that playing as a, a link from the past and uh, she's like I can't, I can't don't ask me I can't say are you sure uh, are you sure it's and, not like the walk of shame like he actually was like slept with a great fairy woke up <laughs> woke up doesn't know what the hell's going on he's shirtless she it's, wants to make him breakfast right. <laughs> he's like I gotta go to work yeah it, it, this, is, this is Link in his college years everyone <laughs> um, so yeah you get you, you get your clothes and you leave um, and uh, as you walk out well uh, you, you you get this weird like tablet like thing I don't know what it's it's, it's the, the iPad yeah well it's um, again I can't remember the name because I couldn't really take notes right so I'm playing it um, but, uh, it's, it's, it has the, uh, the symbol for, I believe it was the Lens of Truth that had the symbol for. So it was right, like I saw, I saw there was some kind of display yeah. with that too. And it, like, you pretty much, you use those to actually, like, you, you can erect these giant, um, like, buildings. Stone pillars? Yeah, so that you can just, like, if you die, that's where you can go. Um... Like fire, campfires and Dark Souls? Like campfires and Dark Souls or those towers and uh, Chows of Mordor. Like that. Um, and uh, yeah, so I was walking a little bit further along and uh, if this person, if this rep didn't actually point out to me, would have blown right over my head because if you haven't noticed, I'm not very observant when things happen. Um, and uh, we, we approach this guy and he has a hood and he has a big beard he's a larger gentleman sitting in front of a fire and he starts talking to him like whatever 
And she goes to me, who who do you think that is? Because because I've seen fans going crazy about it. I'm like, I don't know. Who do you think it is? She's like, we'll take a look. I'm like, is he going to tell me it's dangerous to go alone? Take this? And they laugh. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. That's the king of Hyrule. It, it, I, I'm almost 99.999% certain that um, you meet the king of Hyrule post being a boat. Um, spoilers! Spoilers! <laughs> Wind Waker's spoiled for everyone. Oh, I guess, uh, yikes, I should have said something, shouldn't I? The game's but, been out for like 20 years. No, I'm talking, I'm talking about from this game. Oh well, uh, no. I mean, this is this game. is this is the playable demo that I got to play. It's so. the early game, so whatever. Uh, Nintendo's comfortable showing it, so I feel like. I was just talking about spoiling Wind Waker. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. So my theory is Ganon was sealed away at the end of Wind Waker. That was the he got stabbed in the friggin' face, like. Yeah, it was a pretty violent moment for yeah. Nintendo. And he was stole, he was he was put away in uh, in stone forever. That was supposed to be the that was the, the end. Um, it says that Ganon broke his seal and now he's got the seal. Oh yeah. <laughs> and so uh, it is a college party. <laughs> and party link is best link. And now he's back. And uh, that other reference that I spoke about, and the fact that like the Nintendo rep wasn't comfortable asking or answering what happens to the Master Sword, because it kind of lost its power at the end of Wind Waker, didn't it? I don't remember. It makes sense though. Uh, it. I, I could be wrong. It's been a while since I played Wind Waker. Um, I, I think it takes place in that timeline uh, near the end because I mean there were games after Wind Waker there's like Spear Tracks and stuff like that um, it's it's I, so I think it's post flood um, and the land is back to what it what it was uh, but then there's like we saw this too in the trailer and I saw it in person there was a uh, there were those that, that there's that bridge from Twilight Princess, right, um, and stuff like that. But I guess Twilight Princess came before it would have it would have come before this in the timeline. But and again, it wouldn't have happened if it's in that timeline because all the timeline theories. Yeah, well, because it's not in the same timeline, so I don't know. Um, but I'm definitely interested to see where this goes because uh, it's a very different game. Oh, and Link can jump. He can jump, huh? He can jump, like Is there you a press jump? a button and he jumps instead of just running and yeah. then jumping. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, and yeah, it's just like it's a different feeling for a Legend of Zelda game. Um, even even equipping items, like you press up on the D pad and then you use like the right stick to like go through your inventory, or left on the D pad depending on what you want to get. Is there any touchscreen anything? I didn't notice. Because if, if not, I bet the NX doesn't have a touchscreen anything. Oh, I didn't think of that. Right. I honestly, I can't remember looking down at my screen for anything. Um, and 
and I actually like wanted to make sure I did that too, but I guess I got so lost in playing Legend of Zelda. Uh, yeah, I don't remember there being much. There, an interesting thing though, I did talk to the rep about it, and like, so how is this coming out on the NX as well? Why would I buy this version when a better version is going to come out in a few months? Like a few months after that. Um, and she pretty much said that uh, there's two teams working on this. One for the NX, one for Wii U. Um, and uh, they're, they're both making different games. Like, they're in contact with each other, but they're making different games. They're similar games. Similar games, yeah. Like, but they're, they're, it's, they're, they're two teams working on it. That's, yeah, they're making... They're in contact with each other and they're making games that are similar uh, or that have similarities um, and, and to me that's kind of uh, that's interesting I don't know what uh, Breath of the Wild will be on the NX uh, but it's uh, it's definitely a different take for Legend of Zelda as a whole uh, in, in any any way you look at it so I'm interested to see where it goes because it's it's. Did you get to different. Did you get to ride a Ponya? No, I didn't get to ride a Ponya. Did you get to use, Did you get to use a hook shot? No, because I was I played the demo. So I played a demo where I got a lot of my stuff, uh, and I got to like just run around do whatever for 15 minutes, and then I uh, got to actually play the first 20 minutes of the game. Um. So in the first twenty minutes of the game, you don't have a hook shot. Um, did you get you the can, boomerang? <laughs> I think I did have the boomerang. Nice. And uh, you can ride. You can actually slide on your shield. Like you can go down a hill on your shield. Penguin race, Mario sixty four, <laughs> the game. Yeah. Um, and you can also do like weird things, like you can like push a rock down a cliff and like murder some moblins and stuff. Cause, wow, that's cool. Speaking of races in Legend of Zelda and snow, do you remember in uh, Twilight Princess where there's that Yeti? Yeah. And he's having you collect food? Yeah. Was I the only one that thought he was going to eat you afterwards? Like, that's, cook you and eat you? That's what I thought, yeah. I mean, what ended up happening after that was a lot worse. I don't think I stopped right there because I was too afraid of getting oh, eaten. Really, man? After the podcast, I'll show you. It's actually one of the most genuinely shocking video game moments I can remember. It was it was really disturbing. He doesn't try to eat you. But what happens is actually Does does his does his fur rip just enough to reveal that he's a Nazi? (laughs) (laughs) This is like it's like really uncomfortable. It's like, you know what man, I don't want any of your soup. I think I'm just gonna go home. (laughs) The soup Nazi. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, I think um, we're all very tired. We shouldn't be podcasting anymore. So, thank you for listening. Uh, for more content like this, check out cgmagonline.com. Don't forget to check out um, our, our Facebook page at facebook.com slash magazine. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter at cgmagonline. Don't forget to check us out on the Tube of Yous. Your tube, my tube, YouTube. Unless your tubes are tied, then you're not invited. <laughs> um, that's uh, CG Mag Online. And uh, we have a magazine 
Ugh. as well. Like there's Yuck. physical, physical. You want you want to read what I think of stuff on paper. Um, what if I want it digitally, but uh, the paper version? <laughs> yeah, we have that too. We are on Magster. We are on Pocket Mags, and we're on iTunes. And uh, audiobook? No, not yet. The um, final frontier of games <laughs> journalism. <laughs> That'd be actually kind of cool. Video game audio. Anyway, we are this is going long. Uh, don't forget to check out. Is there anything I missed? I don't, I don't know. Your maybe. Twitter? My Twitter? Yeah, I'm on Twitter at Cody underscore Orm. I'm at Jet05 in all the places. Brendan's at BFry. Who cares? He's not here. He doesn't get a he doesn't get a call out. Yeah, he's he's out at the, the video game parties. He's dead to me. <laughs> um anyway, I'm gonna try to go to sleep because I I am exhausted. I hope you enjoyed Destiny Child Destiny Child in the background. They were playing for a little while. That was kinda of fun. Oh yeah. Um thanks for listening. I'll see you tomorrow for the final day of E3. Bye.